Yeah, I step inside the booth. Superman is alive. If he were an irate slash intelligent, speak speaking like I am, or I be, whatever. According to my minority ethnicity, stereotypically, however you want to define me or box me in, it doesn't matter. Because the point is, I do embrace it and I do live up to it. And whenever anybody tries to put me down because of it, guess what I say in response? Ah, fuck it! Ah, fuck it! Because that is the name, the vibes, the mood, the settings for this whole thing right here. Fucking tangible object. When in the fuck are you going to stop fucking talking and pull the fucking trigger? How many times are you going to fucking live that dream in your fucking mind? How many times are you going to talk about how fucking great you're going to be? How many times are you going to fucking plan your attack and not have the fucking balls to pull the fucking trigger? It's fucking time. Shut the fuck up. Pull up your fucking panties and pull the goddamn trigger. It's fucking time to go to work. A fucking NFT. Eventually, in the future, I'm gonna put the funds behind it to make it a non-fungible token, or if that is that the word in the middle, non-fungible, something like that too. But I was reading up on that shit. It's interesting and appealing enough to make it happen soon enough. Why the fuck not do that without fuck it? Hosted by me, who this? This is the podcast, the show, the moods, the send, the vibes, the energy. Of course, it makes you say, "Oh fuck it," like I did one day. Back in college radio when I was doing that thing And I was the only one down at my college's web radio station Shout out to LaGuardia Community College But then again, I shouldn't do the L to symbolize that Because that means loser And if anything, I was far from a loser Because I made it in just under two years At a two-year school So that means I'm a winner in that case Fuck you if you got a, any other fucking associate degree Two-year junior college jokes to make at my expense Fuck you, no! I did it. I would have gone to four year, but life gets in the way sometimes. AK, my mom got sick. I had to sideline that shit in the meanwhile. And the next thing you know, 15 years later, I still haven't gone back to finish my four year degree. But maybe in due time eventually. Once this thing picks up, up and running, takes off like a fucking SpaceX rocket, but can actually stick the landing without blowing up at some point, beginning, middle, or end, believe me, I won't have to reconsider or even consider college. I'll just be doing this shit day in. Day out, most likely feeding off the vibes, the energy, and most likely the Patreon, which I'll be setting up soon enough for all. Oh, fuck it. Again, hosted by me, who this, that's an acronym that stands for Who's Hearing Out, WHO, space, not the World Health Organization. And I'm healthy enough, I'm mighty healthy enough. Shout out to that past embodiment, that past podcast I used to do, of course. Shout out to my bro for life, of course, always. LaGuardia brethren and alumni, as well as alumni from Brooklyn College. Him only. I mean, he's a Brooklyn boy, so that's probably why I did it, because he'd be like, oh, I'm a scholar, holler at me. I did all my schooling in Brooklyn, of all places, and whatever, whatnot. He's a God's boy, God-fearing man. Hefe Jeff Lee says, shout-outs to him as always. Much appreciated. Uh, later on in the month, actually right now as we speak, March, will be the birthday of someone we know very well in common. We were both students of when we started our college careers. He was my very first professor, for my very first semester And I swear to God I didn't try to make that rhyme That was just a coincidence But that's what happens when the vibes are right Shout outs to March 25th Will be the birthday of If he was still alive Well in spirit he rest May he rest in peace Of course Professor Lewis A. Luca Who I guess you can blame him directly 
of putting the battery in my back for actually pursuing this kind of career and actually taking it so serious enough where I'm doing this shit week in, week out. And, you know, other things too, like who this been watching, random ass reviews, my friend the wrestler, shout out to Super Nitro, and everything else I'm involved in as far as on the creative aspect and or tip, pause, you can blame him per se, but not blame in a bad sense. Blame, thank him, praise him, at least I would openly, had I had the chance to see him before he passed. Uh, I believe it was last year, non-COVID related. It was, uh, I believe, I don't even remember to be honest, and even if I did right now, better I don't say because, you know, out of respect to the actual family blood ties to a great man like Louis Luca, who I'd hate to think something even physical or health-related took him out. I would just think as well as if you're familiar at all with who I'm referring to, Louis A. Luca, Professor Louis A. Luca, you'd like to think that Louis just got fed up with having to deal with all the assholes, all the bullshit they got to carry around and dragging around behind them to his classroom, unhygienic. I think COVID would have killed Louis just for the sake of people not taking as seriously as they should even outside of pandemic, you know, everybody walking into class, snot nose, crusty eyed, you know, most likely stinky, smelly, hairy assholes and all that shit. And then he starts imagining and going way too off left, steering left, right, whatever, off the rails, thinking how unhygienic these fucks are in his classroom. And he has a right to be upset about that, as he always was and made it clear. Just don't be dirty. Don't be dirty. Don't be filthy. Pick up after yourself, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Or just spraying it down with Lysol, the 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 one that came in a fucking can and shit. He'd do that to you if he had even a hinting of, or you'd started sniffling way too much more than you're allowed to normally in the classroom. But again, I, I guess appropriately enough, it's still some time until the actual birthday, and I forget when the passing was exactly. But March 25th, I do remember clearly. Every year, I remember him fondly. On that date, shout out to Louis Luca. So I guess you could say him. There is Howard Stern to blame. I guess you could say, of course, for me doing my thing as far as off fuck it and the past podcast that shall not be named with the old title that shall not be referred to anymore as. It's strictly off fuck it with the vibes right now. And who this is, who you're listening to, who you're watching right now too on YouTube, youtube.com backslash who this is one, and listening to via all podcast platforms this is where you get the audio version from of wherever you can think of possible spotify soundcloud itunes stitcher google podcast i'm telling you if your grandma of all things might be too old and decrepit or allegedly stuck in one of them fucking nursing homes that Cuomo's been trying to fucking cover up bury or quote-unquote miscounted for if she's got a podcast and platform, your grandmommy, whatever, tucked up her dusty, dirty, fucking shit-stained, most likely panties, but not a fault because they didn't wipe her ass in the nursing home, up there, if it's tucked away and hidden, I'm up there too, meaning I'm every fucking way imaginable and possible and foreseeable for this future as well. If it's new... If it's a podcasting platform, I'll make sure to fucking be there. I'm on Amazon, for God's sakes. Just not for sale for redistribution purposes. For redistribution purposes only. But et cetera, et cetera. Jeff Bezos is a, mil is a billionaire. I'm not just yet, but we'll get to that eventually soon enough. Now, 
for the sake of today's episode or tonight's because obviously you can tell it's fucking pitch fucking black at this point now i'm doing this from the who this mobile of all things because well as far as my living situation permits at the moment i can't per se do it from the inside because i want to do it at random times where neighbors might bitch and moan even though the ones next door are smoking all kinds of things from a to z next door and it transmits and fucking lingers over into my apartment right next door, unfortunately. And you got this fucking asshole neighbor upstairs who I wouldn't mind. Shout out to all the producers, you know, a close friend to the show, family practically. All we need is the blood tie and links. Uh, AO Productions. Shout out to all the producers, musicians, composers, rappers, etc., etc., whoever. If you live in the building and you've had every so often a neighbor, somebody else, within your building complain at some point or at least asking you like I do kindly at least two times hey keep it down you know do it up until certain hours because even though I'm working from home I do have to sleep at some point unlike you which you've afforded yourself the luxury which I'm envious of to be honest if not I'd be doing this all fucking day you've afforded yourself the luxury of being able to record and be creative all day but what gives me more mad than anything Besides the fact that, you know, whatever, they're doing it literally all day or they don't have the proper uh, carpeting since they live above me, thick enough at least to carpet, I mean, to kill the base before it reaches my roof over my head. It's not that loud where it's unbearable or like I got to get ready to fucking, you know, kick in some skulls or something like that either. I don't mind it. What I do mind when I finally paid enough attention and fucking had these two ears of mine point into the direction of where the sound was coming from to my unpleasant surprise is when i realized oh shit this guy sucks so he's just fucking playing this loud shit for no reason besides the fact of being a dick and being a shitty producer because i've heard the same bass line i've heard the same fucking drum patterns for every fucking song possible and i don't know if he's trying to rap or if he's trying to sing or if he's trying to do the balancing act of both like Drake does, but, you know, there's a reason he's on top in the music world and charts every so often without even dropping shit. He's, like, on top of the charts, buzzing and building and whatever. But this guy's trying to do the same thing, but he's fucking absolute ass as far as, like, you know, all I hear is the same again. Sequencing with the music, um, lo-fi, the underwater beat shit that they got going on, they do now because of Drake and, and or 40, his producer, of course. But he's doing the, all the... And then singing the same way. It's like undefinable gray area of fucking trying to do both and whatever that thing is called, the two circles that interloop within each other, the... Venn diagram or whatever it's called, it, it's been too far removed for me from math or whatever subject that pertained to. But you know what I mean? The two circles that fucking meet and then you're like that space in between the circles. This guy's the gray area or he's trying to be at least. But if anything, he's like a big old sloppy pussy. Just nothing, doing nothing but emitting the sounds of, you know, like queefs do and shit. Something along those vibes. But that's neither here nor there. Now listen. As we proceed with the episode, thank you for joining me, by the way. Visually on YouTube, audio-wise, as I mentioned, on every podcast and platform possible, I appreciate you for doing so. There's some things I got to clear up for the sake of. I got some things to decide now to start off with. Now we get to the meat, 
potatoes, coleslaw, you know, Popeye's French fries. You know, lately I've been taking to those more than anything because I have been guilty of taking in or indulging in a lot more often than I should, even though my face is still kind of thin, thank God. Uh, that spicy Popeye's chicken sandwich, which has been really good. And according to uh, shoutouts to she.a.leo on Instagram, Chris otherwise with a K, so of course she's Puerto Rican, telling me about the old Popeye's chicken sandwich. Uh, I think she said the po' boy, which I, I never paid attention to, and I don't think I ever had like a Popeye's near me until some years ago when I lived like... I want to say East Elmhurst, not too far from the airport. And there was that one along Story Boulevard. Well, I was there before they fucking like debuted to that area. So that was my first real exposure to Popeye's ever. I never wandered into one wherever there might have been one beforehand. So I never knew about the po' boy. But I knew, of course, the whole fucking world then because they was stabbing and shooting each other for a fucking sandwich waiting online, doing so online, thank God, not just like in and out the restaurant and like people sitting in cars and, you know, oh, you got the chicken, bow, you know, two to your skull real quick, give up the fucking spice, oh, it's not the spicy one, it's the regular one, have it back, you fucking dead body anyway, it doesn't matter, but I've been indulging in those as of late and the Popeye french fries have been like, ah, let me stay away from those because I can make the trip to McDonald's, get those fries and do the whole fucking coming together of the fucking worlds or like United Nations of food in my fucking stomach and then all together all in one shit when it flows out when it's gotta go out outside of me I mean at least I could do that but then I got lazy cause you know they got the sandwich they got the biscuit right there which I love so much and I grew up on the KFC biscuits I mean I used to love those blindly like it was no one's business until I tried I think it might have been Church's Chicken's uh, biscuits cause they were Across the street, two blocks away from my high school, Long Island City High School. My first exposure to them was that. But then they turned that spot, I think, into just a full-blown White Castle. I think they were one of those hybrid White Castles, Church's Chickens. So I would just get the biscuits from there. And then whatever, a fucking, um, the bacon cheeseburger from White Castle. Whatever they got going on there. I don't think they got names for them shits, but whatever. But... Point is, I've been taking an affinity to the Popeye's french fries for the convenience of them, for the laziness of being a fat ass, for loving the chicken sandwich, the biscuits. Ah, you know what? Let me take some fries with that too. And then, you know, got some fry action going. The coleslaw isn't good there. I will debate you on that. Day in, day out. Sunrise, sunset. The KFC coleslaw is still number one for me. But of course, who knows what kind of chemicals they're pumping into that shit. But we still buy it and mass consume it, right? They're still out here making billions, right? turning over all kinds of fucking dollar bills 20s 50s 100s all that shit right but still that's regardless besides the point let's not be fat asses for the whole time being i do have to eventually and now more appropriately enough speaking of chicken and not to be racist but it kind of goes hand in hand unofficially because i did something of the sorts i have to apologize for something i said on the past episode that wasn't racist and there was no intent behind it no malice of being like stereotypical or putting someone in the box of as far as well he's black so it's probably that guy 
I can't differentiate from that other black guy, even though they're two different skin tones and dif uh, different facial features and whatnot too. Oh, they're just all the same, whatever. I never thought I'd be guilty of that or ever have to own up or admit to it, let alone. But on the most recent episode, I did a Who Has Been Watching, which I did a live Sunday late night edition of because I took a week off before that. I did what was called, and I self-dubbed, a Black Buster Triathlon, you know, paying homage to the old BT thing they used to do on Sundays when they used to show the worst possible fucking movies, something like, I don't know, um, what do you call it? What was that Nick Cater movie? Uh, Love No Cost a Thing. And that would make it to Sundays and be immediately dubbed uh, Black Buster Sunday on BTs, whatever. I did that thing in homage to sometimes having nothing else to watch and just watching BET because even Telemundo and Univision Univision had nothing on so I just throw that on illegal cable shout outs to them so I, I do that and I did the Black Buster Triathlon meaning I did three movies that just so happened to star black people in all of them in homage because it was the 15 year anniversary of Dave Chappelle's Black Party it was the 30th year anniversary of New Jack City, and also March 5th, that past Friday, was the release of Coming to, Amer to America in the Middle, the sequel to Coming to America from either 1987 and 1988, starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, and such. That's where I made the mistake, because I did three in one episode. I usually do one, and that's it, one whole episode, hour and change and such, is always epicness, always classic shit. I made fans off of that shit, and I appreciate the people that follow me and fuck with me ever since because of that, but I made a major faux pas, not only in just doing three in a row, but thinking I'd be able to get through them with the fullness, the energy, the liveliness that I bring to every movie recap slash review on who it has been watching. I fucked up, Betty has said, so I don't sound so much like a Frenchman asshole with this fancy faux pas terminology bullshit. What I did was, when it came down to hour two going into hour three with Coming to America, because I left that one for last since it was the most recent release, I, of all things, mixed up, unfortunately, and of all episodes to fuck up with, the Blackbuster Triathlon, which I was stressing, just freshly removed from Black History Month, so I tried to do my part and paying homage and, and showing respect and much love to Black culture, me growing up on hip-hop and loving it so much, genuinely, you know, and still envisioning things to do with Black women of all colors, shades, backgrounds, whatever, because I just love women in general. Just look, Just like food, I don't discriminate my women either. They could be black, white, brown, pink, reddish, yellow, whatever color, you know, anybody else out there, if you're non-racist or a full-blown racist, any color you can imagine, as long as they was pretty and they had a pussy and a pulse, I was fucking fanatical about it. Now, if they weren't pretty, different story. But I'm saying, I would see past the colors and the races and be like, oh, pretty girl, I'm a fan. Why not? Look at my IG. Look at my timeline. I fucking like every fucking woman from every walk of fucking life, every path of the world. I don't discriminate, like I said again, clearly. But in this case, I did unconsciously in the case of Coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America, the first one for the 80s that we loved 
and esteemed so much as a comedy classic gem, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, some of Eddie Wor- uh, some of Eddie Murphy's final work. Excuse me. What I did was, and I swear to God, it wasn't until I saw a review from someone else I trust on YouTube. Uh, I believe shoutouts to Grace Randolph beyond the trailer. Yeah, big fan of hers. And I usually like 90, 90, 95% agree with her reviews and breakdowns. She's really intricate and deep and thorough with her shit. So I always pay respect to her for what she's doing. It wasn't until I saw her review of coming to America that I realized the one character that stood out to me the most in the whole movie. I mean, I gave a whole review in that last hour of the last episode of Who It Has Been Watching, hour three to be specific. So... You can make sure to catch that, and I'd appreciate if you do so to get my more in-detailed recap review of the movie itself. But it wasn't until she did her review that I realized the character I love the most, the warlord slash dictator of Nexdoria, Nex... something like that, whatever it was called. It was a funny name, I just can't remember right now. I swore up and down because they did this in Coming to America, the first one. It was Eddie and Arsenio playing a bunch of characters that weren't them themselves besides the prince and the fucking prince's aide if you watch the movie you know what I'm talking about but they did the same thing here too Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall played their old barbershop characters a couple of different other characters too here and there sprinkled in so I swore Arsenio Hall was the one playing the warlord slash dictator and that's why I was scratching my head throughout the whole time watching and then Excuse me, while I was reviewing too, why is Arsenio so funny as the warlord slash dictator, father of Tiana Taylor? Whew, amazing looking in the movie, by the way. Why is he so funny as the warlord dictator more than he is as the barbershop guy, as his own character, which he wasn't unfunny. He was just funnier, oddly enough, as the warlord. And I didn't put two and two together. I was like, He's just really funny as that specific character. Maybe they just took more time to write him out, flesh him out, give him more detail and character and intonation and whatnot. But every every part he was in was hilarious. And it wasn't until I watched the review that she did, uh, Grace Red, uh, Grace Rudolph, excuse me, that I realized it was Wesley Snipes. I was like, wait a second. She said, who? And I looked back and, and she showed a fucking clip or a still picture of the movie. I was like, oh shit, that is Wesley Snipes. And then I look back immediately every scene I can remember from coming to America. And I was like, that is Wesley Snipes. Oh, shit. No wonder he was so funny because he's always been like a low key, really good with the timing, comedic slash dramatic actor. Besides just being like an action guy and all the things he did, you know, shout out to Wesley Snipes. And no disrespect at all to Wesley Snipes. I didn't mean to do the white person thing of just. I've seen one black guy, I've seen them all, so they're all great or they're all bad, they're all guilty, they're all innocent, etc., etc. I, I, I couldn't believe I fucking, of all things, did that. And I never did before, or at least I think I never did, or at least no one's called me out on it. But apologies, sincerely to Arsenio Hall for mixing you up with Wesley Snipes, and apologies, sincerely to Wesley Snipes for mixing you up with Arsenio Hall. You did your thing, Wesley. No wonder you were so great because you were just your own individual self as the warlord slash dictator. And Arsenio, you did your thing too as your old character, 
as the guy from the barbershop and anything else you might have done in the movie, contributed to any sorts. Apologies sincerely to you fine black comedic actors, talented individuals. It's not about the color. It's just, unfortunately, I let the color blind me in this case. If there was any way, or can anyone get this over to either one of them personally, individually, whatever, just so they know, I'm sorry from the bottom of my fucking heart, from my non-racist until I saw coming to America heart. Either or, it doesn't change the fact the movie is eh at most okay, and like I said in Who This Been Watching, I gave it a two out of four or in my realm, my world, equivalent to a O, meaning neither good, neither bad, it's just in between. We didn't really need the sequel anyway, but of course, more in-depth, much more thorough review and recap on Who This Been Watching at Who This Been Watching on IG and link in the bio to watch the full episode. Also available on my YouTube page, youtube.com backslash who this is. You know that by now. But that's not the only thing I made a mistake with as far as, uh, you know, mea culpa, faux pas, and you know, ah, brushing off my tongue with the dumminess. I openly expose myself to portraying myself as having, you know, inside here. So I might have to demote myself from intelligent in my name or who this to just irate because that I do well as far as getting pissed off, ticked, ranting, raving, be it who this been watching or all fuck it. I can do that well. The intelligent part, I'm seriously starting to debate. And as I get older, the intelligence starts to seep. It starts to fucking die like most guys' dick. I mean, I'm 35. I'm still waking up to fucking full-on fucking baby arm morning wood. So I'm good there. Now, in 10 years or so, 15 years or so, come check with me or, you know, ask my bitch or any bitch you might lay with that might have thought I was cute, oddly enough. That's I, that's a whole other story, a whole other episode for another day. But getting back to me, a culpa's. Me begging for forgiveness and asking for your pardons. Please forgive me if you're included in this. But as I just apologize to the fine, talented, they just so happen to be black actors of Arsenio Hall and Wesley Snipes, I also have to apologize. Not so much, but clarify that I had some doubt. So this is where the intelligent part comes into play and or question, Betty had said. Might as well actually wet the whistle, as they say. I'm not drinking. I swear to God, it's seltzer. Ah, this be specific raspberry seltzer, courtesy of Boiling Bottling Co., which I'm surprised they're not like bigger than they are, but they're kind of low key, at least on Twitter, they're not a heavy presence. They really should be. They got some good shit. I mean, they got their version of like quote unquote Coca Cola, Pepsi, whatever which is just their cola soda, whatever, which is like uh, cane sugar, organic shit in, in it and all that. Tastes way better than anything I've ever tasted in my life as far as like Coke, Pepsi, all of them are concerned. Name one, I'll give you a bottle of that and tell me if you ever want to go back to the big boys. All right, that's all I'm saying. Shout out to Boylan. Hopefully I can get them to sponsor me soon enough because I had no idea they made seltzer on top of that too. I was already a fan of the fucking cola and the black cherry and the ginger ale they made. But now that they make seltzer on top of that too, I think I'm strictly a boiling boy. And boy am I boiling at the fact that I, of all things, didn't do the proper research beforehand to know and to actually confirm 
concretely that Caitlyn Jenner, as much alluded to in the past episode, shout outs to Brendan, at Realist Brendan on Instagram and friend and family to the show as well, the realest of the Brendans. The last episode was titled, uh, Transition is a State of Mind? Question mark. Episode 4 to be exact. You forget it! No, not a freaking weapon! Kaylee. That's a closet. Okay. I need you to get it. What? Ah! thing was mostly about, I thought, me thinking, conspiracy theory time, if anything. Light bulb going off in that sense, allegedly, because conspiracy theories, they do what they don't exist. So the light bulb might be there or not. But I was more alluding to the fact that maybe Bruce had had so much to put up with. The estrogen in the household of the Kardashian clan fucking dynasty. He figured why not fucking just get rid of this whole thing and join in on the fun since they're taking over the world anyway, these Kardashian girls, and fucking make of it something big at least, bigger than my fucking former dick ever was. I don't know. That's what I thought at least. I wasn't so clear as to whether he did, or excuse me, she actually transitioned fully because I remember I read along the along the time frame somewhere that she hadn't done it or that as Brendan and I joked she kept the peace and just decided to be like you know I got the tits the hair somewhat the face you know here's like this size droopier than the other but you know if you look at me from a certain angle I can pass off as a older woman at least whatever so down pat why get the thing thing chopped off but apparently as I did my research in 2017 and much later revealed by Caitlyn she did actually take the whole thing off so that's been gone pussies there and present and proud even though I I would think way older than probably it makes sense to do so again no disrespect but at least she he he she excuse me no she committed to it so you know round of applause for that i respect the fact that she did do it it was a while ago but it wasn't until she was comfortable enough to finally say hey i did it i did it back in 2017 this will be the only time i'm gonna address it so let's just leave it alone and i'm not talking about this ever again so that's it and that's that i respect that a lot actually so please don't think i'm trying to just like cover up my traces or nothing or try to just apologize to sanctify myself. I'm doing it because I was unsure. I wasn't too clear on that, but now found that out, been done. It's present right now, the pussy, the power that's taking over fucking Caitlyn and certifying the fact that it's definitely a she. There's no question about it down there. However, this is a much bigger issue than I would have ever thought it'd be. Just because, not for the fact that he went to she, and now she's proud to be she, evidently with a pussy present, that's no shame in that. And I always thought, listen, if you ever transition from either way, he to she, she to he, it's got to be complex. There's no way any one doctor or expert can be like, hey, I raised my hand as far as anybody asking, who's the leading fuck that can actually make this operation happen, you know, without a itch? me right here right I don't think so but there's a lot of intricacies going into even what I thought would be the easier of the two going from a he to a she because it's just a matter of taking a dick 
again, me thinking, I don't know, I'm not a fucking medical expert, let alone an expert on sex changes. I was just thinking, just take the dick, get it hard, chop it down the middle like a fucking hot dog, you know, because there's those people that want, they don't want the mustard to catch up on top of the hot dog. They want the hot dog cut and the mustard packaged in between the hot dog itself, so they slice it down the middle and do that, and then smush it together, then put the bun Oh, but I like sauerkraut, but just not too heavy on it, though, please, sir, Mr. fucking Middle Eastern man who barely understands what I'm saying anyway, but I'm making this complex order. Okay, okay, my friend, okay. And just plops it all down, you know. Are you really going to protest him or cancel him out? No. But, of course, he's handling your hot dog. Why are you really going to protest like that? Pause. But, yeah, I would think it would have been that simple. Chop the shit down the middle, split it open, you know, slice the fucking leftover, and then you got to... Extended clit, if anything, too To your favor as a pussy It's potent, it's powerful, it's present It's there and it's vibrant, it's taken over But apparently it's more than that It's a lot more than that So as far as I understand This might be Caitlyn's case It might not be But at least from what I fucking dug into And found out myself for the sake of being well informed now Is Quote Male to female gender reassignment surgery is a major operation that involves removing the testicles, so yoink your balls, and most of the penis, and shortening the urethra. The skin surrounding the penis is then inverted and used, used to create a vagina. So I guess if you got foreskin or you're uncircumcised, you got an added advantage because not only do they take, I think, the whole dick meat out, but they fucking shorten it. They leave the skin on top to fucking kind of cover it up like a pussy would and pussy lips are pronounced and well present. But if you got foreskin, I'm guessing that creates kind of like, um, I guess like that little stem that the balloons have, the balloon knot, whatever. Because those aren't unpleasant to look at or like even finger, but like, I guess it gives you the added advantage like, you know, you've just been around the way with that pussy, if anything. So they'll never know if you can fool them like that. So yeah. Shouts to them doing that. But also, more facts. Many vaginoplasty operations also include forming what's known as the, here's an interesting term that I'll be using from now until the day I die, and not being able to keep a straight face when I say it, a neoclitoris, using a composite graph of the tip of the penile gland. So now on top of that, not only do you get a man-made, man-crafted, because of the expert, well, Let's not assume man as in male, but man as in, you know, I guess God made man first and then he improved. Happy International Women's Day, by the way. We just passed that. He improved on man when he made the woman. And of course, with the woman comes every man's woe. But, you know, that's a bad dad joke aside. I'm just kidding, of course. Uh, I'll tell you a story walking, bitch. Besides the fact that you getting the clit. Caitlin has the advantage over a regular pussy, apparently, to the point where she's got a neoclit. Now, I wish I was referring back to the Matrix or I even knew to make a reference like that, but I haven't seen any of the Matrixes. One, two, or three, and or four coming up soon. I'll make sure to watch them all before the fourth one drops. Shout out to the Keanu Reeves. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't have a neoclit, but, you know, Neo's been in the clit, so he's a neoclit. I don't know. Not an attempt at a bad joke, but yeah, a neoclitoris, that seems fucking astounding and or scientifically defining, I don't know, whatever, but yeah, neoclit sounds cool, and then finally, 
after the surgery how this is the interesting part so it's not just about you know cut down the middle split it open bust that thing open unlike the challenge take out the fucking extra dick meat leave the fucking skin on top and if they got foreskin it's just a pretty little balloon knot they could fucking make a little balloon dog out of at least with like stumpy little legs and shit after the surgery there is a two-week recovery but patients also have a long maintenance period so there's prolonged maintenance as far as your clit or your brand new pussy's concerned fresh out of the fucking garage or fresh off the fucking lot excuse me at the dealership in which they must stop stop their new vagina brand new spanking pussy from closing up meaning they gotta go through fucking exercises I'm guessing the kegel bells or whatever to tighten it oh no but tighten it tightening a brand new Manufactured made in China pussy If you tighten that shit up That's closing the hole back up Which you don't want to do Because you're trying to keep it loose You're trying to keep it open You're trying to keep the pussy a pussy You know And, and listen It's not like I'm, I'm a coxman I'm a playboy Lothario or whatever And it's not like I've seen so many pussies in my life But at least from the ones I've gathered And done research thoroughly with you know, it's more like, uh, if you can see the visual version of this, it's more like, I've seen most of these like that. Like, bringing two fingers together. And the most I've seen open might have been like, I want to say like this, but that's just offensive to whoever's watching that's a female. No, I mean more like, kind of like this. Just kind of like uh, how you make that thing with your fingers where you're pretending somebody's walking by kind of thing. Like, that's the most open I've seen with the pussy relax because of course I'm the pussy relaxer you know they feel good around me so they just bust right open but again jokes aside they have to fucking go through a process two weeks afterwards two week recovery but also longer term maintenance to make sure the pussy the man made pussy in fucking the Philippines or Hong Kong mainland China doesn't suction back up closed that's crazy. And I, I don't know if regular vagina does that. I don't think it does. I, I would hope it doesn't. Because then, well, maybe then there wouldn't be so many complaints about like loose pussies or whatever if, they, if they've if they had some like rest periods in between, besides literal periods in between, to like slowly close up again. Now, listen, I'm not a woman. Of course, I don't know how that works down there. But I'm assuming that the vagina muscle doesn't get so relaxed and constricted it comes back down and closes if not it just stays like normal like it stays in its place but if you got one made for you meaning you weren't born with one and you had to have one made imported from you know mainland china and then you're trying to fucking make it work like that of course can you really trust all products made in china like that not necessarily and no offense to the chinese of course or the ones making stuff in china that we import over here but you know what i'm saying though if it's made that means it hasn't been really perfected and i don't think still even as long as we've been doing these operations for they've been perfected just yet so there's still a lot of intricacies going on with that as well too as far as your new pussy if you weren't born with one or you're not getting the pussy rejuvenation shots which i'm a fan of just because it's it's hilarious to me just like thinking you're getting this big needle in your pussy and it's fucking like open it up like a rosebud would you know again happy international women's day you know a lot of you were getting roses that day of and you know i gave my mother some roses and i don't want to immediately associate any of that shit i just said now with my mother god forbid that's disgusting and uh 
I'm probably going to have a nightmare about that later tonight for saying that, you know, just my cursed. But yeah, still. So Caitlyn did have it done back in 2017, clarified, made clear. So pardon me for that as well. I didn't say, oh, he didn't do it or, oh, what a pussy. He fucking got cold feet and just kept the dick because he was, you know, worried about the scalpel going in too deep or whatever. No, Ashley did it, made it clear. Said it one time, I'm not answering that ever again, so let's just fucking leave it at that. Let Caitlyn live with a new pussy in peace, for God's sakes. And whatever she's doing, respect and shout-outs and peace to her. Why not? Now, one last thing to touch on. I got the apologies out of the way. My apologies, at least my mea culpa's full pause, pardons. I beg for your forgiveness. Please forgive me. Think of it like I cheated on you. You caught me with my pants down, and now I've come back to fucking stand on your doorstep. Oddly enough, it's raining, or symbolically, according to the universe enough, it rained all over me, and I'm waiting at your doorstep, waiting for you to open the door, let me in soaking wet so I can apologize as I drop down to my knees like an R&B video would, and just fucking take my shirt off slowly, <laughs> let the rain glisten off my pecs, and be like, baby, I'm sorry. Take me back, please. And when I say take me back, take me back specifically into the bedroom. Come on, let's fucking be adults about it and be real too. Makeup sex is fantastic. Or so I hear. I never had any. No, no, I, I have with my ex. But it was the makeup sex that made me regret it the most because then I'd be like, this is fantastic pussy right now. She's putting so much effort into saying, I'm sorry by letting me in between her legs, but then afterwards I'm going to regret being stuck in this fucking pit of lamentations as I so stupidly keep going back to. And then I broke up eventually, and then thank God, I, I tried breaking up three times, by the way. And, and the bitch wouldn't let me go. Of all things, me. A fucking simpleton like I am. Not a simp, a simpleton. You know, I'm a basic bitch. You know, I don't need fucking front row courtside seats i'm good with the nosebleeds and i i'm just there for the experience boy i'm taking it all in like that but if anything anyone who needs to allegedly allegedly let's make that clear first we're not clear on the full deets or scenarios yet because we're not on the inside the nitty-gritty per se but who allegedly needs to apologize is apparently the royal family of england of great britain of the united kingdom I don't know, honestly, how to refer to him as, so that's why I have to still debate the intelligent in my name and might have to demote myself to irate, simply put, because that's more realistic. But yeah, as I take a quick water, break water. I swear it's a coincidence. I got the New York hoodie on. It was on sale at Marshall's, so let me not even pretend I'm bougie like that. But it was on sale at Marshall's. It's comfy as fuck. So whatever, just need the vibe set it appropriately. But for the fact that the royal family, according to that interview, exclusive Oprah interview that Oprah had, excuse me, with Meghan Markle and fucking Prince Harry to discuss why, of all things, apparently you would think or you would assume every girl's dream would be to be a real life princess in this case by marrying into the royal family since, you know, you can't jump out of real life and jump into a Disney cartoon being a part of the royal family seems like a dream come true because you get to be a princess you get to live in that lifestyle you get taken in and you look at like even though it's symbolically purely 
you get looked at like you're a step above the rest, as they say, above the clouds, as you would feel. But allegedly, supposedly, because we can't really confirm or pinpoint just yet, Megan was not just the victim of racism herself, but so much of it as far as people in heavily invested in the royal family and or the royal family itself, even though she specified and Harry, I believe, confirmed saying not the queen and not Prince Philip. It seems like just anybody else involved in that direct royal family or fucking working for them or whatever has been saying nonstop racist things to her, about her, behind her back, to Harry. She happened to overhear. And on top of that, apparently, I, I think it was either discussed with Harry or it might have been said to her, which might have made it, which would have made it a lot worse. I mean to say that they were worried about Prince, uh, oh, I forget the name, not Arthur, no. I, I forget the name of the child they had, but they were concerned about when he was born, how black or brown, I believe they might have said even, the baby would appear and how much that would stand out in comparison literally as the black sheep of the royal family. And I mean, they're taking it in as far as, well, we took in this girl who's half black, half white, on top of that American and obviously not royalty because she's not one of us in the least bit. I mean, just look at her. That's their ideology. She's been alluding to having been the victim of so much racism to the point where she wanted to consider suicide, Meghan Markle, I mean. So... As far as, again, allegedly, we don't know shit. We're not in the royal family. Me, specifically, I'm fucking a whole body of water, an ocean away from that floating little island of fucking England, United Kingdom, Britain, whatever it's called. Please feel free to correct me, um, anybody from there, because my knowledge of Great Britain honestly hasn't gone past whatever I learned in high school, whatever I fucking stayed awake for in class for. And or Amy Winehouse because I loved her so much. But that going on as per the royal family causing her to feel that way. It's pretty sickening. But again, we have to say allegedly because I'm not directly involved. Obviously, you can tell by the way I talk. I'm nowhere near ever going to come near in contact with the royal family. The queen has nothing or wants nothing to do with a pauper like me. But also, I'm not in England. I don't know shit. I don't know much about the royal family besides... I'm pretty sure Princess Diana, rest in peace, wasn't exactly uh, cut from the same cloth as royalty is concerned. So she was a pauper or a non-royalty person that made her way into the royal family. Uh, what is it? Same with uh, Kate Middleton, too. She's not royal. She wasn't a royal either. She was made into a royal, the, the Duchess of... Sussex I think or, or is that Megan I, I forget whatever but fucking I don't know the titles like that just like I don't know fucking people's names in movies I don't know most of the people I deal with in real life their names either unfortunately I'm just fucking selective super selective memory tell me to ask me to fucking name anybody from uh the Doug cartoon on Nickelodeon and then went over to ABC tell me to name any one of the characters from that show and oddly enough I could probably fucking name them all uh, Chalky Studebaker Roger Klutz Patty Mayonnaise Skeeter Valentine Doug Funny Pork Chop Judy Bluff uh, no sorry Doug Funny Judy Funny 
uh, dad funny, mom funny, etc. You get the fucking point. I'm sorry. It's just my memory's been shot. Whatever. But to think that Megan, as far as what she's been alluding to and saying, that she's been considering suicide of all things before she finally broke free of the royal family and went as far as to convince Harry, her husband, to fucking leave behind the whole royalty that he was born in, bred for, and I think he was like way down the line as far as ever becoming king, but still, he was there, so that's a big thing in itself. It's crazy to think, because I was having this discussion with somebody earlier who apparently, uh, I didn't know, they were European, I couldn't fucking tell, but he was talking about, well, my parents taught me about the royal family because we're European that was a shocking to me because I was like you don't look European but okay I'll believe you then he specified oh yeah I'm Bulgarian and shit uh shout out to George not him another Bulgarian I just happen to know it's like okay like whatever go on and then just, just explain well you know the royal family da 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 whatever they're cut above the rest you know they'll get away with it because you know who doesn't love the royal family it's like I don't because I don't know enough about them I've only known enough about the queen's been around forever and she's 94 right now, she might kick the can at any fucking point. And then apparently Prince Philip is next in line, but only when she dies, but somehow he's a prince and she's a queen. And then there's no king equivalent, whatever. So I didn't bother to fucking do research. But basically what he was driving point, what the point he was driving home was, is that, well, the royal family doesn't need to fucking beg for her forgiveness if any of that's true. And I said, well, it's that part is true. It's alleged. We don't know. And we can't substantiate ourselves. And no one besides Megan, if she's telling the truth that all that stuff was happening, can actually verify that any of that happened. If so, I think she did the right thing by leaving. Obviously, no one deserves to be bullied or a victim of such constant racism where they feel the only escape would be to kill themselves, suicide, God forbid. But also, there could be the fact that being bullied is grossly exaggerated sometimes too here now. In cancel culture, uh, generation Y and Z, you know, they're, they're like a, a notch below as far as, you know, generation X here, self-admitted. Or I don't even know what I am. I'm not a millennial. I know that much. I'm, I'm too old for that. But, you know, we dealt with our bullying in such a way where I got bullied, I fought back. That was it. So I never really had to deal with it besides me actually standing my ground. I'm not saying and I'm not condoning that any sort of racism, let alone daily, consistently, towards yourself and or in this case, unfortunately and allegedly, her fucking child who wasn't even born yet, but they were just worried about, oh, well, how brown, how black is a child going to look now once they're born? This is going to fucking be a, a brown streak, a black smudge on the royal family once they are born. And on top of that, I, I read further into it, and then this person confirmed that apparently for whatever reason, I think besides Megan not being obviously British or of royal descent, uh, that automatically cancels out the child from being royal anything or a prince unless and until who knows what happens when apparently prince philip becomes king and then only then can the child become a prince i guess because one less prince 
turns into a king, so a prince slot opens up, and then the baby who won't give a shit anyway besides shitting the diapers becomes a prince. If, who knows, the queen kicks the can, and then the, uh, the, the queen earlier today gave a statement about, well, we'll investigate internally and make it a private affair, and then all of a sudden, some reporters, some people, some outlets from over there are saying, well, that's unacceptable. It shouldn't be a, a private affair. It shouldn't be something dealt with internally only with the royal family. No, it should be. Because first off, it's none of our business. If and when any of this happened. Also, Megan, this may have nothing to do with it, but I always found her attractive. When I caught her briefly on that show Suits, she was on before she got as famous as she is now for becoming well, not becoming officially apparently, but marrying into the royal family and the whole thing with Prince Harry and such, that may not have nothing to do with anything. But I always found her attractive, but I also always found her to be like a centered girl, apparently. Now, there's a thing where I think she was married beforehand, divorced, so of course for the royal family, they must have been shitting themselves because, oh my God, on top of being American, on top of being fucking divorced, and now on top of everything, she's half black and white, Harry, can you fuck us over anymore? Is probably what they were saying in their minds, or to him, probably openly. Harry, you fucking bloke, could you fuck us anymore? Uh, you know, whatever. You've got me soggy like a crumpet. Uh, uh, some shit, whatever they were saying to each other, or amongst themselves to Harry, unfortunately at his expense. But it's none of our business. If they could deal with it privately and or personally, I think that'd be the best for everybody, all parties involved. Now, of course, Megan's saying that it had nothing to do with the Queen, it wasn't her, it wasn't Prince Philip, but then that leaves too broad a spectrum to paint as far as, well, who the fuck done it then? Who's the guilty party as far as who made her the victim of constant racism every day, day in, day out, throughout the whole fucking day, racism, making racist remarks, allegedly, of course, about the child before they were born, before it even came to exist in the actual world and became a tangible object slash human being to hold in your fucking hands, which of all things, leave the fucking babies out of it. They, they, they're fucking innocent when they're born. It's the world, it's humanity, it's mankind that takes them and corrupts them and turns them into whatever they end up being, if not as innocent and pure as a baby is when they're born. It's all for the children. Rest in peace, ODB. Wu Tang said that too. It's all about the kids. Let's make sure the kids are the future. But right now, the kids of the future who we're trusting our fucking immediate future in the hands of is too worried with fucking TikTok dances and fucking busted challenges and, and inspiring rappers who shouldn't be fucking rapping about busting it down to fucking do guest verses on the remixes of that shit, Travis Scott. I don't want to hear you talking about busting it down on nobody or we're, we're going up like the stock is and shit. Go, what's going up? The fucking value, the resale value of your sneakers or you're talking about your cock or your fucking cactus jack, boy? What is it? Pause, by the way. But I'm saying, if they can handle this as a private internal affair amongst themselves, royal family affairs only, I think that'd be the best. Now, isn't necessarily tacky what I'm saying as far as Megan making this publicly known or bringing it to the public's attention. Not necessarily, especially if, let's just say, she can confirm and or prove all of this is true. I'd have to say all of it because of only some of it or if the bullying is grossly exaggerated or kind of blown out of proportion or it might have been an offhand comment because, of course, 
there is that thing with British humor and comedy where it's a lot of persnickety, like um, offhanded fucking, uh, what's the word, sarcastic kind of like humor. It could have been that too. It's, there's always room for misinterpretation as well too. If it's day in, day out, consistent, you know, at some point it's kind of like, okay, are you trying to do this shit like backhanded compliments or are you just fucking throwing it in my face and being a pussy about it, but saying it to my husband instead of me directly and or making sure I hear it because I'm nearby, but God forbid you dare say it to my face kind of thing. And it could be a lot of that too, but it's a whole messy situation. Again, if all of this turns out to be true, it's really disgusting. And I mean, cancel the royal family or off with their heads and all that shit too. That's exaggerating also as well. Let, let's fucking leave that as is. It's none of our business to be honest. Any kind of family internal affairs like that, if they're known or if they're not, it's not my business. It's not yours either. It's not for anybody out there to fucking blow up like this has gotten and made the rounds around the world. But unfortunately, that's the reality of today. Let's see, of course, again, if it's not grossly exaggerated or if unfortunately all this turns out to be true. And let's just say the queen's trying to save face by making it a personal affair, which I think they should do personally again, take care of it amongst themselves. But at some point, I'd like to see maybe, oh, if there's a need for an apology, at least to shut some people up and like everybody being up in arms about it when really it's only Megan who should be up in arms about it. And even if she's bringing this to the forefront, but being classy as would pertain to a royal family member would and should be doing, shouldn't she deserve some credit and or at least some privacy enough alone to have her deal with it on her end and... Who knows, maybe her and Harry breaking away from the royal family makes it clear enough that, well, something happened and we're making it clear that not all that's fucking royalty and or glitters is gold in this case. They might just be covering up thinly veiled shit in this case. Who knows? But that's it for me as far as my apologies. That's just as far as allegedly what the royal family has to apologize for. Let's see how that trickles down and or ends up happening with in its totality in its finality as we make it to the end of this episode right here of oh fuck it listen i said my sorries i gave you my full paw I, I poured my heart out to you as if i was drake with a pen and pad and the fucking heart etched into the fucking top of my head because he's still got a good head of hair uh whatever he's got going on there genetically and shit i'm sure the men on the mom's side uh, the men on his mom's side of family had full head of hairs, unlike me, which I found out apparently was the reason for my hair starting to go as much and as quickly as it was to the point where, yeah, I'm not letting you see it just yet. I, I, I can't let you see it just yet as far as what happened here, the massacre of all things. 2021 started off brand new and clean, buried like a baby's ass, but it just transplanted itself onto my head and listen, I'm, I'm just not ready yet. I, I can't commit. I'm sorry about that too. I just can't show you. I can't bear to part with this covering what's left. Actually, what's not left of my hair anymore. Soon, I promise. Soon, soon. I need some incentive. I need some motivation. How about you do me a favor and you spread, share this episode with everybody possible as far as, oh, fuck, it's concerned. Listen, if you want to share the audio version... I'm everywhere. Spotify, app, 
uh, uh, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, SoundCloud, every fucking place imaginable, wherever you got to fucking peek your head into and wonder out loud, where can I find it? Well, you find it right here, obviously, you're listening, and thank you for doing so. But everywhere you get your podcast from, the audio format of is where you'll find, ah, fuck it, hosted by me, who this. As well as, and please don't forget to show love and support, subscribe, follow, like, share, comment, etc., etc. You know the whole fucking deal by now, but if you don't, please follow me and please show support and love to youtube.com backslash who this is one. Who this is one is my tag, literally and quite possibly everywhere I can imagine. YouTube, Twitch coming very soon as far as the gaming's concerned. Again, podcast platform, IG, who this is one, Twitter, who this is one. Everywhere you can fucking find me, my rantings, my ravens, whatever I got going on, it's at who this is one. It's under the umbrella of all fucked and all brought to you by the the brain, the prowess of fucking who this, that's me. Thanks again for tuning in, audio, visual wise, whatever you had to do, however you took it in, I'm glad you did. Take a big gulp. You graduated at the top of the class. You made it to another fucking end of another episode. And I appreciate you for doing so. As I take another quick sip of this water right here. Again, I'm, I have nothing to do with them. Not an affiliate just yet of them. But I'm more than ready to open discussions. As far as discussing this further with Boylan Bottle Co. I support their seltzer. I support the Black Cherry Cola, the regular cola and ginger ale. Boy, oh boy, is that some good shit. Fuck you, Coke. Fuck you, Pepsi. You made me fat when I was younger. Because guess what? I want to cancel you now, 35 years into my life, because up until I was like 18 and shit, I was obsessed with Mountain Dew, Coke, and Pepsi. That's all I did in that order and then mixing it up whichever fucking day of the week it fell upon. I was so fucking broke, I was drinking fucking Coke instead of milk, and I had to pour that over my motherfucking cereal. Total of all fucking things on top of that, too. That's all I could afford, because my mom used to go to Genevieve's and before they had fucking club cards or whatever. She'd have to fucking cut out the coupons of the fucking paper flyers and make sure she had enough gather for that week to fucking be able to afford a box of total cereal, which tastes like fucking cardboard and sweaty ass. Just ask the fucking homeless person living under whatever overhead out on Queens Boulevard, and they could probably tell you, oh yeah, that does kind of taste like total, but then again, that tastes like kind of what I wiped off my ass last Tuesday. Oh, fuck it, I'm done for now. Who this? Thanks for watching and listening. I'll catch you next time. No more apologies, hopefully. Sorry. Yo, it's over. All right, it's over. It's over. Move the mic. Move the mic. Thank you. All right.